What's up, man? Yo, Kerf lost in the you? freaking house. I'm stoked. I'm I'm excited because I, man, I I always pick out one or two things about every artist that I'm like fascinated by. But for you, it's hard because it's like one main thing. It's like everything that you build around that I'm so fascinated by. Thanks, man. So it's like the whole thing. So. Let's start at the name of the institute, Curve Loss, if that's sure. a part yeah. of your toys. And then uh, when you started making this type of stuff. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I started making this kind of stuff. Um, uh, I, I started with uh, Super Sculpey. Um, but I, the idea of sculpting little figures came after, uh, after around uh, July 4th, uh, 2020. Uh, and... Uh, just started uh, following videos on 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 YouTube, and uh, uh, you know I I found uh, you know a, a lot of different sculptors uh, sculpting more kind of like statuette kind of things, but yeah. uh, stuff that you might find in in in, in fantasy things like that. Um, then I then I come across Craftsman uh, the um, Craftsman's um, Chicken. Uh, spaceman yeah um, which is so rad yeah yeah you know and and so he had like three brilliant videos i i think that kind of went through his entire process and it just kind of laid this this vision of like something that's possible um that i can do at home uh and uh you know, a, a lot of my 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 uh, day job and a lot of the the kind of work i was doing uh, in the evenings was at my computer um and so it was just this it's really appealing thing to now like go to some three-dimensional uh, form of creation uh, and, uh, and and just explore that. And so uh, I, I picked up a block of Super Sculpey Firm, uh, some tools, um, and uh, then started picking up more tools and more tools uh, just because <laughs> I was I was like you know all, all the different silicone tips, uh, you know the dental tools, the um, the little ball tip tools, yeah. uh, just, just experimenting. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, my, my, my start in it was, uh, I, I really wanted to focus on, on the technique. Uh, I wasn't out to kind of like create my own figure. My, my, my vision wasn't, uh, it didn't, it, I think it was never like, I had this figure in my head. I, I need to be able to sculpt it. Mm -hmm. Uh, it was, I'm surrounded by these toys that I grew up with. Um, uh, I, I, I want to try to sculpt them. Um, and in that way, I didn't have to, um, uh, be worried about my inability, uh, in my early experience sculpting, affecting the outcome of this, of whatever figure that I might have had in my imagination. Um, I could sculpt, um, something that already existed and have something to, um, to compare it with, uh, to be able to, to, to measure how well I was, uh, I was progressing in, in my ability. Uh, so my, the, the, the first thing was, uh, sculpting a, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, uh, from like the, from, from the late eighties, um, that I had had in my, uh, loose collection. And, uh, uh, you know, from that, uh, I, I then started sketching out, uh, what are now the bounty buddies. Uh, and, uh, and then did and then did did that series. Uh, I had a plan to do a Boa Fett and a Greedo, uh, but uh, right at the point that I was finishing uh, the Forlom figure uh, was when I got 
I, I guess I, I came across the Star Wars Collector's Archive and I started seeing how sculptors then were doing things in wax and how they were using the uh, buck. Um, yeah. and, uh, and, and kind of through that, I began researching the Kenner process uh, and trying to learn as much as I could, trying to piece it together. Uh, and I, I came across uh, this one sculptor who had, who's no longer a sculptor, um, uh, and, but he, um, uh, I, I'm going to butcher the name. Uh, his name is um, Nikolai Klimoswski, uh, I think. Um, and uh, uh, he had a write-up of the Kenner process that he followed while he worked there in the mid eighties. Um, and, uh, and, and I saw that I was like, this is answering so many questions. I found all these uh, old forms on rebel scum, uh, or, um, and, uh, and people talking about the process. A couple of them actually had, um, insights from people they had spoken to who had worked at Kenner. So yeah, I, I reached out to him. He wrote back, uh, uh, we scheduled a time to call. And, uh, and so I interviewed him about his, his, uh, the, the write-up he did and, uh, and just try to fill in all of the little details that, it, that I knew, uh, were, were in there, but he, he had just kind of summarized around. Um, and, uh, and, and so we, we kind of had a couple of follow-up, um, uh, uh, emails, uh, after that, uh, because I was, I, w- I was, I saw some examples of, um, some of the, uh, prototypes. Uh, so, uh, what I was asking him about was, how um, how some of the uh, prototypes I had seen uh, had been cut in half, uh, and um, where, where where the torso had been cut in half, and, and they had the um, T pegs in in the arms, and they were embedded in, in a way uh, in in a, in a torso with these little hollow bits uh, for, for for the pegs. What he what he pointed out was they were likely done in acetate, uh, which were uh, sculpted only by uh, a sculptor that went by uh, whose last name was was Lemon. I, I forget the um, beginning of his name, uh, and uh, and and so in that email he he said um, yeah it was probably done as two separate pieces because if you cut it in half you'd have to be concerned about the curve loss, uh, and. It, it, that was like the first time that I had heard that phrase before uh, or heard what, what curve loss is. And it, it kind of struck me like, of course there is a name for, for that thing. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and I only, and I, and I only would have kind of heard it uh, by reaching out to someone who knew something about something uh, and was able to share that with me. Uh, and, and so uh, I think uh, uh, shortly after that, as I was uh, uh, thinking about getting on Instagram, uh, my uh, and I was thinking, well, what's my handle going to be? And I'm, I'm asking my wife this because she's been on Instagram for a, for a while longer than me. And uh, I was like, I got to have a good name. She's like, uh, why not Kerfloss? <laughs> and uh, and and I was like, I, I was somewhat reluctant to it because I was like, it, it doesn't need to be something like a little more catchy or whatever. Um, but I I think. I think the experience of learning that new uh, term uh, is uh, kind of the, the foundation of the kind of writing that I do with all my pieces and sharing all my process that like, um, because the sculptor at Kenner was uh, so so gracious to, to spend time uh, talking to me about his process um, and, and that I, I could come away with learning something new about that, uh, that, that curve loss is kind of that, uh, you know, that, that little tidbit you you, you uh, come away with uh, that I hope people who come across my account on, on Instagram come away with you know some little tidbit that helps them kind of learn something new or or, or try something new.
See, that's rad. So that's the story of Kurt Floss and how I got into it. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. So I like your name means something cool. Like mine, I literally stepped in dog poop barefoot. And I was like, <laughs> That was like, a great I, story. Yeah, yeah. And my uh, best friend was on the phone. He's like, yo, that's your toy name. And I was like, oh, I guess, yeah. I, I guess it is. <laughs> um, so you you started, that's where that came from. When, when did you actually start this process? So I, I see like, um, did you begin as an illustrator? Is that where all those designs come from? Uh, or did you just immediately jump right into molding around those wood blocks? Uh, uh, you mean for the bounty buddies? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, I, I guess uh, back in the day, high school is, is where I would kind of uh, came up drawing comic book characters and um, uh, and illustrated for the for, for, for the school newspaper. Uh, my my career kind of went uh, in my my higher education went graphic design and then web design, mm -hmm. uh, and I I've, I kind of stayed in that uh, digital design user experience design product design kind of space. Um, but uh, yeah, I've always kind of held on to that uh, illustration kind of skill, and uh, and so it, it, it's easy for me to. Um, kind of sketch up an idea uh, to to a pretty good fidelity that I can kind of clearly envision how I'm going to execute designing it. Um, the the, uh, the the drawings that I did for the Bounty Buddies were the first time I had really done a uh, turnaround drawing uh, to kind of really consider like each each side. I've always just done like comic book poses, you know, yeah. very dynamic stuff. But, but, but this is like, how do you draw this little two inch toy? Uh, and for those, I actually drew them to scale. Um, yeah. You did the like overlay. So it's like, this oh, is the body, this is the bag, this is the gun. Uh, okay, so you're, you're not talking about the bounty bunnies, you're talking about the uh, number two figure. Oh, there we go. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah, the, the, the number two figure, uh, uh, I guess, uh, yeah, I, I, I saw the movie. Uh, I, I was at the same time looking at the Star Wars Collector Archive, looking at how they uh, do their process. And, and I felt this was another example of, uh, it's not an original idea. It is, uh, you know, it's something that I can kind of measure my, my, my progress against this figure in this movie and these Star Wars figures. If I kind of mash those two together, uh, I think I can... I can go through the process and, and, and measure my, my results there. But first to, to start it, uh, you know, seeing also in that uh, collector's archive, the um, uh, kind of more, I, I guess, less, less detailed uh, drawings of the figure of the original Star Wars characters before they were um, sculpted. Um, I, I was also looking at the GI Joe turnaround drawings as well. And those are a little more formal. Uh, here's the left, right, you know, arms and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and, I, and I knew to, to get into, to the sculpting, I needed to have a very clear picture in my head of all the elements that I wanted to have on the figure. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, I started with the blue pencil, then, then the vellum overlay and ink it um, just so I could refine and kind of know all those details. And that was after collecting all these resource materials uh, and actually got a lot of help from uh, people who, who had worked on the film uh, to, to help me get, uh, you know, some of those deep shots that you just can't see from the movie itself, uh, which, I, you know, uh, a big thanks to uh, uh, the people at Taka Collective. Uh, they, uh, you know, are, have been really gracious in, in, in 
uh, sharing and, and supporting the work that I'm doing on it. Um, uh, and yeah, so 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 I guess when it came time for for the accessories, instead of trying to draw on the original turnaround drawings, yeah, let's let's just do this as like a separate uh, vellum sheet, put it on top, uh, and kind of easily see how how well it it, it fits on on the figure. Um, so yeah, it was a nice kind of layering exercise there. Which is rad. So when I first got into toys, I, I mean, it's tough. Cause like, I don't know if I bootleg, I, I don't know if I create my own. I don't know if I kit bash, I just make stuff. And so, sure. <laughs> um, I'm like figuring out what pieces fit together. And then I scroll down on your page and you're like building this action figure from the ground up, no plastic. It's like wax or whatever you're using. And so like, yeah. you're starting on this process. So what are, what are the things that you're using? So you, which actually led to what the armature kit, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I, I was I was trying to um, to recreate as as authentically as possible that that I can process and and the um, uh, the the uh, torso buck that that's inside uh, at Kenner. They would have. Uh, had a machine shop make little uh, bucks in brass, mm. uh, and uh, not having a machine shop or or, or, or brass uh, blocks to work with, I, I felt like let's go with uh, with a pretty firm, dense wood, and I, I chose walnut um, you know, just because it was what was available at the uh, uh, hobby store, and um, uh, yeah, took quite a while to get the alignment going on, on, on those wood blocks, but um, then kind of uh, figuring out what the dimensions of, of the pins were, how they were using the plastic plastic discs, um, uh, you know, just trying to assemble that original piece. And, and then upon that, that that wooden torso buck and those, those wire armatures and discs and things, uh, I, I built up the uh, clay around it using monster clay uh, firm or hard and, uh, I, and, and found, kind of after working with Sculpey, even Super Sculpey Firm, uh, how uh, how much it still kind of could be manipulated just with your fingers, with like warm hands. I realized we needed to find something that was a little uh, uh, more uh, durable in my hands so that it was working, especially in a very small scale. Um, uh, so yeah, found the the monster clay hard was like just just the right um, density and, and, and held, held detail really well. Um, uh, yeah, then and try to figure out how to do a plaster mold and realize that uh, uh, plaster is pretty unforgiving. Yeah. Uh, and so it, it was, uh, uh, you know, there were some like scrapes on the pieces as I was like, pulling the clay out or pulling the wax castings out. Um, but I really re realized like I could have gone much simpler in clay uh, and, and really uh, I found as I was working in the wax longer and longer, I realized it would have been a lot faster to do a simple clay uh, sculpt and then add in all the, all the detail uh, in wax because I, I found myself redoing a lot of those details uh, that I had originally done in clay, redoing them in wax uh, okay. once I got there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so because it, it's interesting that you, man, I watched it's like classes. It's like, I'm going back to school and relearning <laughs> how to do this. Uh, Cause this was like, I would have never guessed this was an art form and you like created it. And then almost as a teacher, we're like, okay, now you can buy them and buy the armature kits. And um, which yeah. is incredible. Cause you're building, you can build a character that no one else even knows about. Like it doesn't exist yet. No, I, I kind of feel like that was a little sweet spot uh, that I, 
kind of found myself in of like no figures have been done for this uh and it's a pretty obscure movie uh though it's now on netflix um and uh yeah it it kind of feels like a little uh, yeah a, a sweet spot of opportunity <laughs> to uh, yeah. sculpt something that kind of doesn't have a precedent so with all this sculpting and um like working with the wax and things, do you also mold and cast outside of that? So like once you made the number two figure, did you then cast it in resin and all that stuff? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, I had like a, a, a big weekend where I had uh, finally finished uh, the the wax sculpt that I had been kind of working on over two months. Uh, and um, uh, uh, I was like, okay, now I'm going to make individual molds uh, for for each part. Um, I think I doubled up the arms and the legs, or maybe they were separate. Uh, I, I think they were separate because I there were there were seven different molds and I wanted to try out different uh, sprue and, and, and venting strategies on, on each one to figure out what, what actually worked. And, re, and ultimately realized that the uh, 65D that, that cures in, in three minutes um, uh, was just uh, severely inadequate uh, for, yeah. uh, for 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 casting in those molds. Um, uh, it was also probably the weekend uh, when I started experimenting with with the resin pours that I um, uh, probably the following weekend is when I got my uh, pressure tank. Uh, okay. And so you know I, I started I started collecting a few different resins to that certainly have much longer cure times, um, but. Uh, yeah, so I'm, you know, I've, I've experimented with with the uh, with the silicone molds, with, with the venting. Um, uh, experimented with a couple of different resins. Uh, definitely found that I need those those longer cure times. Um, but I'm I'm actually, um, uh, and I haven't written about this yet. Uh, but I'm 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 going to be setting up cut molds uh, for all of the the wax parts um, because the first time I did it, I did them all as two part molds. And what it what it left was a pretty significant um, uh, parting line uh, in, in the resin casting, um, and because these are these are really meant to be hard copies that I'm going to use for a production mold and, and cast, um, uh, I, I, I really needed I, I realized that I needed a mold that would result in a very clean parting line, uh, and so I'm going to be redoing. Uh, all those wax uh, parts in a, in a cut mold uh, and use that to cast my hard copies to then put in the, the uh, mushroom pegs and uh, hollow out the torso and things like that. So that'll do that final production mold um, where, uh, you know, I, I hope to do some kind of gang mold where I'm doing like five or eight up uh, of, of each part uh, so I can really kind of crank out uh, a number of copies. Yeah, which is dope. Will that be? Yeah. So will that be your first? Um, I mean, are you are you gonna card this figure like with a backer, or are you gonna like in a baggie? Is this gonna be your first figure that you're taking all the way to the end? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, and I think in in the middle of that, I'm 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 gonna try to release some of my some of my uh, bounty buddies. Um, so those may be my uh, first sculpt releases. Uh, but. Uh, I've I recently did a production timeline uh, while I was just on vacation this last week, uh, and I've got another probably another two months of, uh, of work of creating these molds, getting packaging together. Um, but I'm in terms of packaging, I'm actually thinking 
We interrupt this broadcast of Toys on Top to bring you this. Earth 2 Aliens have landed. Earthling. I want lowbrow art and bootleg toys. Toys, 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 Well, you come to the right place. Earth to Kentucky is a shop for folks who love vintage sci-fi, lowbrow, and art bootleg toys. Toys, 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 They're located over there at 836 Main Street, Covington, Kentucky. Toys, toys, They carry original art, vintage action figures, designer bootleg toys, and toys, 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 and t-shirts. Designed exclusively for their store by some of their favorite artists. Thank you, Earthling. I enjoy Earth to Kentucky. I have all my favorite bootleg art toys. Toys. Hey, look at that over there! It's a spaceship! Yeah. I need to go now. Someone's filming me in my spaceship. Shop now. www.earthtokentucky.com. That's earth2kentucky.com. Or just land your spaceship when they're open. Probably a, a windowless box. Okay. Um, with, with, an, with, with like an insert uh, and probably like a sticker label. Um, uh, uh, probably like a front and back sticker label. Um, uh, I, because of the size of the figure, he's like four and a half inches tall because the actor himself was really tall and the, the, the character in the movie was, you know, comes across very tall. Um, uh, my plans for the other, other figures are to do them to scale as well. Yeah. And, and, and his accessories are, are, are also large. Uh, I realized there probably wasn't going to be an appropriate, uh, kind of like, uh, stock bubble, um, or, or, or blister that I could find that would like fit those, fit those pieces. Um, uh, I, I also think that he's not going to be a character that that should stay in a box. I, I think he'll be he'll be more like a shelf character. You, you know, I, I think I'm going to get a stand as well, uh, or make to to uh, sculpt a stand for him to stand on, uh, just because the weight of his backpack and his gun are uh, going to be a little problematic for balance. Yeah. Um, so he's really meant to be displayed kind of outside on your shelf. Uh, get an airbrush and paint it all up and. Painting's yeah, the but, most yeah. gnarly point of all action figure stuff for me because I hate it so much. Yeah, uh, so <laughs> I think I, I already hate it. <laughs> yeah, are you going to learn we'll to do airbrushing like just on the spot? You're just going to do test runs and everything? Yeah, yeah. My, the, the, first, the first run of hard copies, I'm going to plan to do about 20 hard copies uh, because I'm planning for, uh, for, for those to... Uh, have a lot of paint mistakes, um, and uh, but you know I, I I was also just as I began thinking about the airbrush, uh, the craftsman again comes out with a great video about him uh, going through the process of learning airbrushing. Um, once again, kind of making this process and the experience of going and learning it very accessible, um, and and I want to do the same thing with with my process. There are certainly very uh, intricate, like painting styles people do out there, um, and uh, I'm definitely not going to go that route. I I I appreciate the uh, uh, Kenner Star Wars simple, like three color, four color max. Uh, uh, you know, no no dark washes or anything like that. I'll, I I I I kind of want to sell blanks as well uh, for the painters out there who who want to habit painting it you know i'm i'm gonna do my best to paint these up uh but i know people are gonna want to paint their own uh so i think that'll be a nice little uh offering see i'd love to see what other people do with it um yeah yeah which it's like you you're creating this whole world which is just incredible where it's like not only are you creating from the ground up but then you're selling the idea like the thing to help others create from the ground up and even with the figure that you're going to create 
you are then selling blanks so that other people can join you, <laughs> which is so rad. Well, and, and, and I know I'm not the first. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I've heard of other people selling blanks too. And it was it, it sounds like a great idea because it's another opportunity to, to sell a product, less time I have to spend on it. Yeah. Um, and uh, and yeah, people get to do what they love, uh, you know, or, or learn how to do it without, you know, having to sell their own fees. It's the coolest form of, like, it's essentially a form of a coloring book just for us. Yeah. Yeah. Great point. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that. And so yeah. you are, uh, so you're going to create this. So in this whole toy world of uh, people on one side, you have like Death by Toys who does random figures sometimes, all kinds of stuff. Obvious Plant who does some of the weirdest things I've seen. And then you have uh, Suck Lord on the other end and he's doing whatever. Where do you see yourself? Where do you see where you fit most? Um, I, I, I was just thinking about this but before we talked and I, because uh, one, I, I consider your work art toys, um, I, but it, it seems like the, the, the label is in the eye of the uh, audience in a way, you know, by comparison. And, and you know, we, we had this talk uh, on the um, creators discussion about uh, art versus toy. And, um, I, and I think, I think I've only really thought about my, my practice in this as product design. Uh, and, and I think that's, that's kind of uh, evident in kind of the, the origin of the process that I was looking at the process that uh, a major company followed to produce these things. Yes, there is an art in the way they are done, uh, and and there is creative license through through all of it. Um, but the the constraints of you know that that the uh, designers and sculptors at Kenner had to follow. Uh, you know, they had to be a certain size. They um, their articulation had to function a certain way. Um, the 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 uh, depth of of the details could only be so much because these are going to be cast from from rigid steel molds. Um, those kind of technical constraints, I think I really like thrive on and, uh, and um, the outcome may not be, uh, you know, something one might say, oh yeah, that's trying to make a, a statement, which is kind of where I define the art realm. If, if you could put my stuff on an aisle in, in Target and you wouldn't know the difference, that would kind of be a success for me. Uh, that, you know, this comes across as something um, uh, that you would expect to see in a store. That, that's kind of the, the goal uh, because that's, that was the goal of the designers at Kenner as well. That is the, de that's the definition I've, I've been looking for. <laughs> yeah. That's the one, yeah. if you can put it on a shelf and target and it's interchangeable with the, the stuff that's there, like then that's a total, like yeah. that's the definition that fit. I love that definition. Cause so much of, yeah. I, I think you're right. Like I don't know what I create. Sometimes it's art toys. Like, I, I don't know how to create something that's meant to be played with. Yeah. If I'm being completely honest, not only myself, but so many toy makers or bootleg artists, we struggle with that. Mm. Because... Uh, I, is, that, is that with the... Uh, is it a struggle with the production of something that is durable to be played with? I don't or, know. Like or, or that it is something you would find in the hands of a child. That See, that second part, I don't think any of my toys would be in the hands of a child. <laughs> um, <laughs> sure. But I, I think both of those, right? So um, back in um, late 90s, X-Men had this 
dope ass line of toys. And one of them was Iceman. And he was like this crystal body and he was all blue. And he had weird attachments that would go on his hand that looked like ice. Um, and what was cool about that toy is that toy went with me everywhere. Like it was in my pocket at school. It was in the dirt. It was everywhere. Uh, I lost, sure. within minutes of opening it, I lost the attachments. But that toy was so amazing to me. And I can't imagine, like, the articulation was so, like, was good. It had, like, the, oh, man, I got to count. It's, like, one, two, three, four, uh, maybe five, six, six points of articulation, elbows bent. Um, and it was a weird, it's just something weird, like, the way the articulation was made, and it stayed tight the entire time I had the toy. I saw the toy, yeah, probably, like, when I was 18, and I had the, I first got it when I was, like, five. And I, it still had yeah. the same tight <laughs> articulation and it was still good. And that's quality. Yeah. And it, it was done. And I got it from, I think, KB Toys or some toy store or something. Uh, KB. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, <laughs> but then I produce things and I put magnetic articulation, which a kid, yeah. you can't do that. He'll lose a piece. So yeah. my toys are sure. essentially made just to sit on a shelf. And so sure. I think a lot of us struggle with the idea that like, man, these toys, they, they could be held, they could be played with, probably not because they're never going to be, it's almost like they won't be as durable as those ones that we sure. had. We interrupted this broadcast of Toys on Top to bring you this. Bootleg Bonanza! Hey, check out what I just got. Oh my gosh, what is this stuff? These are bootleg art toys. What? Where do you find bootleg art toys? I find bootleg art toys at Bootleg Bonanza. Bootleg Bonanza! An alternative toy store that specializes in bootleg art toys, resin, and vinyl. Oh my gosh. This one's weird. Actually, they specialize in weird. Not only do they buy and sell and trade designer toys, they produce them in their fully equipped studio. Bootleg Bonanza! Where's this at again? Bootleg Bonanza. It's at 200 East High Street, Pottstown, Pennsylvania. Or you can head there online at www.bootlegbonanza.com. I don't know. Whose money did you spend on this? You didn't spend our money on this weird stuff, did ya? Um. I mean, what is this thing? Uh. Head there now. www.bootlegbonanza.com and spend all your money. Bootleg Bonanza! I'm broke. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think... Uh, working in resin, we would always be limited by that durability uh, because you're just not going to get the same durability you would get from a from a PVC thing. Uh, I, I've, I've thought like, oh, do I get a, a plastic injection machine? Uh, you know, one of those benchtop ones. Uh, but uh, you know, that, that that's a whole other realm uh, and a whole other realm of mold making as well. Um, I mean, I, I'm thinking even uh, I, I'm. I'm planning to not have magnet uh, articulation in the number two uh, figure. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going through the process of figuring out how to make the uh, T pegs and hollow out the torso and everything. But even then, uh, uh, even if I use task nine, uh, you know, the like highest durability um, resin, I'm, uh, there's still going to be a a, 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 a likelihood that if it, ends up in the dirt if it ends up in your pocket for too long it's gonna soften up it's gonna break off you know yeah yeah you know i, I think uh people at, at our age who are still uh, playing around with toys it, you know we're not we're not playing in the dirt with them we're not uh throwing them in our pocket yeah uh, uh so you know uh we, we we do the best we can yeah and i'm i i think i sent you a message because i was trying to uh 
figure out how to split a torso the correct way. I might have sent you a message asking. We talked about oh. how it was like sonic welded or something. Uh, right, right, right. And I think Neostalgia would have had a, uh, might have a better perspective on it. Um, but it, it seems like uh, use of pin vices and, uh, you know, and boiling it, you're you, like, you're trying to break a, a pretty well-sealed plastic bond. Uh, and so you're not going to get that like clean break from it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, my, the, yeah. What was crazy. So I'm not good at boiling and popping. That is just, if I'm going to boil and pop, <laughs> the torso is getting broken. I, I just have to be okay with that. Really? Yeah, because yeah. I'm just not okay. good at it. Yeah. And so, um, like, I've done it, uh, and every time I research it, they, they've said the same thing, like, oh, just get the head out and then stick pliers in and just lift, and it'll pop it. I've broken uh, torsos yeah. in half because that's not true. Just snapped them. <laughs> and so it's like yeah 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 like I can't tell you how many I mean god for I don't know toys as well as I should but god forbid I've broken a Ken an original Kenner figure because I was careless sure. right yeah um, I, I, I I I sacrificed one to find out what was inside of it uh yeah. I think it was a nid nub uh figure which I didn't care too much about uh but uh you know I've learned a lot from opening it up uh and learn that I really can't open one without breaking it as well. Yeah, I may have to cut this from the podcast because people are going to come after you for cutting open a Kenner figure. <laughs> I, I I hope to uh, do my penance for for for, uh, for for breaking it open by hopefully figuring out a repeatable way of molding and casting uh, halves of those torsos where you can do it yourself without having to break one open. Uh, someone else had reached out to me, like they had this, this vintage torso. Uh, they didn't want to break it up. Um, they didn't want to break it apart and, and mold the parts for fear of breaking. And, uh, and, uh, and I felt for him because I was like, yeah, you don't want to break that thing. But so how, how do you take, uh, a production torso, uh, mold it in a way, fill it with something, uh, and, uh, and, and, and still kind of have that authentic TPEG inside. Um, and, and actually I've, uh, been fortunate to come across a sculptor, uh, who I think is now a, um, uh, director of sculpting, uh, at Hasbro. Um, and he has a process that he, he's, you know, first as an old Kenner trick, uh, that involves, um, setting the T-pegs into the torso mold and basically casting the resin around those T-pegs um, and just loading up the T-pegs with a bunch of mold release so that once you take it out, you have these uh, T-pegs in the torso. You, you, can't, you can't take them out. You can't separate the torso. The torso is solid except for the little area that, this, that the, each T-peg is in. Um, and so that plus a very strong glue to attach the, uh, the limbs to um, is his kind of solution to not having to break open a uh, torso uh, and, you know, and, and be able to set your um, uh, tea bags in there. See, so I, I, he and I are, are, are collaborating on a, on a write-up for that to uh, share with everyone. That's amazing. Because so maybe this will help. So I, I buy, I bought a lot from eBay. Uh, and it was a lot of uh, just random broken uh, Star Wars pieces. And so it was like a bunch of torsos nice. that were just broken apart. 
And I was trying to figure out like how, how the hell am I going to use those? Like someone already did the deed for me and broke these apart. Like I don't want to mold them separately, but the way that you're describing it is if I, it's almost like I could even take wooden dowels and put it in the armholes and then mold that whole bad boy and then just slide on body parts. Uh, yeah, you want to you'd want to put the pegs in the torso when you make the mold, uh, so that you have those protrusions are creating a a a negative space, and then that's kind of the gist of that process that you're you're casting around those pegs instead of having to figure out how to make a clamshell out of it and, and stick them together. So now I know but what I'm yeah, doing. That, that could work. Yeah, now I know what I'm doing for <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah. I think. Yeah. So you you were talking about sculpting and. You know, I've never been super interested in sculpting only because my hands don't do what I want them to do. That's the kind of feel that I have. <laughs> That's why you get the tools. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so, uh, but there's a guy that I'm enamored by, uh, Ace of Clay on YouTube, his whole channel and everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Also an inspiration, yeah. Yeah. And so uh, between watching um, Craftsman and Ace of Clay it's just like they they just are creating things from the ground up that are all new figures and it's incredible and so i yeah i it it seems it almost seems like a realm of toy making that is so enticing but so crazy to get into yeah it's um it's it's certainly and and i guess you're you're really referring to like the, the the practice of sculpting rather than uh mashing existing parts yeah you know i i guess i i, I never I, until last july i hadn't really considered the the idea of of, of sculpting and, and i guess i'm not sure why i was drawn to it um uh and especially to the degree that i ended up going with it uh where i was trying to recreate um uh action figures uh because you know having first seen craftsman's uh, space chicken it's a very simple character. I, I could have started that that simple and tried to to, to replicate something like that, but um, uh, I, I think I began to see how the process isn't just um, uh, or, uh, it's not you just start with the detail when you start sculpting. It's really this iterative process of you get the armature ready, you get it in the right pose. Uh, um, then you you start to bulk it up, um, and you really have all this time, especially with you know uh, with, with with clay mediums that, uh, that 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 don't get hard, as opposed to epoxy clay or you know green stuff. Um, you have all this time to to manipulate uh, and really like sit there and think and, and look at the the form in three dimensions and, uh, and really kind of like push it all into the ultimate form you want uh, and. And I guess I would hope for anyone who's looking to get into to, uh, to sculpting, and a lot of people who have, uh, who have who bought my my kit are first time sculptors. It's like a dream of theirs to um, to, to to sculpt an action figure, and this this is kind of giving them that opportunity. Um, my my advice would be to like take your time with it, especially with with the monster clay. Like you can you know it'll never get hard. You can come back to it. You can work on it. You can you can tear up pieces off and, and go back to it. Um, and, and I think it's. Uh, uh, I think you will find 
picking up some tools because you're really not using your fingers too much because these things are so damn small at, at uh, three and three quarter inch. Um, getting getting tools that you feel comfortable with, soft tips, hard tips. Um, uh, you know, it's really an opportunity to explore kind of the effect you can have on the clay um, through through different. Um, uh, uh, either textural uh, applications, you know, you, you press a little little metal grate against it or something like that, or, or a file to get, um, you know, different textures. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it's kind of like the, 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 the sculpture, the final product comes out of that experimentation, um, and, you know, to, to, to go into it thinking, especially first time, get into sculpting it, uh, go at it more. This is a blank canvas. I don't know what it's gonna look like. Um, it helps to try to copy something because then you know, you try different things to achieve a certain result. Um, but if you just have an, like a, a character from your imagination, um, you have even more opportunity to really explore kind of how, how, how the, the, the form takes shape. Man, so going forward from here, um, you've created You've, man, you've created almost like uh, that website masterclass. Like you're creating this classroom experience <laughs> so we can do this. But sure. um, doing that and then creating the armature kits um, to help replicate what Kenner did. And um, now even going steps further into like creating your own figures. Where do you see your future? Do you see that you're going to start pursuing more ways to help people start creating? Uh, to find out more tips and tricks and all that? Or do you see that you're going to eventually leave that behind and just start creating figure after figure because you've got this process nailed? Uh, uh, I, I was, um, I, I think there, that is, that is one path that, that, that latter path that uh, you know, once I figure it out and then I just start doing more figures in that same style, do I continue to uh, document that? Um, uh, my, my, my plan beginning the, the prospect figures uh, was to kind of do about like 10 figures all in this Kenner style and kind of have this like big lineup of, 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 of characters uh, kind of do my, do like a 10 back or an 11 back uh, <laughs> card style kind of thing. Um, uh, I, I don't think I could continue to do it and not share the process. Um, I, I mean, in a lot of ways, this content, the content that I've made is pretty evergreen. Yeah. But uh, since I've been doing it and it's, I think going on like eight months uh, now that I've actually been working on the, the prospect figure um, is uh, I've just been exposed to so many more styles of sculpting and toys that I'm I'm thinking about doing the next when I think about doing the next figure uh, in the prospect line in the Kenner style I'm thinking why would I do that I want to there are all these other styles that I want to try yeah. um, and those different styles come with with different techniques with different uh, uh, armatures with uh, um, uh, you know, ultimately just, just different practices, different production uh, considerations. Uh, and, and so my, my, my next figure uh, is also going to be from Prospect, but it's going to be in uh, Playmates Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle style. Love it. Uh, so I'll, I'll, I guess that's five and a half inch, right? Um, yeah, or, pretty big. Or, yeah. 
um, yeah. Uh, and, you know, I've seen a couple of other artists do uh, like either original clay sculpts or, uh, or their 3D prints um, that they, you know, they done from a, their 3D modeling software. Um, but um, I have a batch of Scott Hensey's um, uh, wax, wax recipe uh, that my friend Death and Strawberries made for me. And uh, 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 I think to be able to sculpt a figure in that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle style using the same recipe that Scott Hensey of, you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle fame um, uh, used himself, um, I, I think would just be this, another great process to, to uh, share with, to, uh, share with everyone. Uh, and I've actually been in touch with Scott. Um, he, I also reached out to him once I um, discovered his, uh, his, his YouTube um, interview where he does talk about his wax sculpting process and, and his wax recipe, um, which was another big impetus for, for getting in, in, into the wax. Um, but he, he's a great guy and also kind of uh, uh, emulates that, or for, for, for me, what was that, this, great example of someone who's been in the business who who kind of knows this trade inside and out being so open to share that process with other people who are interested in it um uh you know i, I feel like me sharing my stuff is just kind of paying that forward uh you know to to the next person who's going to get inspired even then it might inspire someone else i love that i love that i i'm working on getting in touch with um to break up episodes of the podcast, working on getting in touch with like creators of certain things. Uh, so I have um, oh. Roger Sweet, who I'm waiting to hear back from, who's the creator of uh, Masters of the Universe toys. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, I'm trying to get him to, he's just oh. old as hell. Like he's like 80 something years old. <laughs> Do this. Yeah. And then I'm trying to get in touch with Jim Swearingen, who is like one of the chief designers for Kenner and just oh, nice. yeah so that i can give like those will be the break episodes of like man this is what we do they did it so incredibly yeah. well before us um so yeah. we're coming to an end on this podcast you're you're an interesting case though because usually at the end it's like where do we find your toys where do we um how do we <laughs> yeah. touch for customs and those things so instead um sure. I want to make this a time for you to like plug the projects that you're working on um, as far as like trying to document everything, how they can get in touch with you if they want to get some of the, uh, a kit from you or if, whenever you're making kits. And then yeah. um, what is your, your future release that you're about to work on? Uh, yeah. So I, I guess I'm, um, uh, I'm really only accessible through Instagram. Uh, uh, curf loss, curf underscore loss, uh, K E R F. Um, and, uh, um, I am, uh, I guess something that I, that I hope to do soon, uh, is to, uh, get my content, uh, into a website so that it can be searched on Google, um, so that more people can, can get access to that. Um, but also to organize it in a way that, um, you can kind of more, uh, kind of see the outline of the process and jump to where you want to get because going through Instagram is just terribly difficult to uh, <laughs> do to find yeah specific things um, uh, um, 
you know, I, 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 as I said before, I still have another uh, probably 60 days uh, to go on, on the number two figure. Um, and uh, I'll have more details on kind of like how that's going to be released um, uh, probably around then as well. Um, uh, but I guess that was 60 days just to get into the production molds. Um, I didn't even account for how long it would take to figure out the painting. Um, and actually do the run. Um, the, the current run size, I think, is going to be about 50. Um, but wow. I think there'll be an opportunity to um, uh, produce more after that. Uh, so that's also why the airbrush, because uh, I don't want to hand, hand paint by brush, uh, on the, all those things. Um, uh, yeah, I think in, in the midst of that, I'm going to um, uh, do the Bounty Buddies. Um, uh, I was going to cast those in wax and kind of clean them up that way, but I realized I could just fill in all the cracks with more Sculpey. Uh, so it'll, it'll go a lot faster uh, and I can uh, bang out some of those um, and get those up for people. Um, so I know people have been watching those for the last eight months as well. <laughs> um, and uh, I think it'd be fun to, to uh, get those out. Love that. Thank you for giving me your time, man, and joining me on the podcast today. Yeah. Thanks for reaching out too. Toys on Tap. Next episode. It's great. It's amazing. You're going to want to listen to it. It's not right now, though. You're going to have to wait till the next episode to listen to it. Oh, when's that? The next one. Cool. Toys on Tap. The next one's going to be good, too. So stay tuned and, and, and listen to that. Toys on Tap. Awesome.